All right, our scripture this morning is from the book of Psalms, 105 verses 1 through 5. Give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name, make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him, sing praise to him, tell of all his wonderful acts, glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Remember the wonders he has done, his miracles. Hey, well, good morning, everybody. It's good to be with you. Uh, the staff team always love when, loves it when Oprah Cindy comes out and we do these fun events. You get a car, you get a car. Um, pro tip, next birthday, you probably want to sit in the front to give yourself an advantage. I love how our ops lead knew he could push the chair forward to get out really fast. And then another ops guy, Jason over here, longtime serving ops guy, we said we've got to get you a card for that dash over here. I'm just <laughs> glad, we, glad we didn't break you on the way. Um, happy birthday, current family. Oh, so good to be with you. I think uh, many of you know, if you've, if you've been around for a length of, a time, of, any, of any time, uh, you know I tend to be uh, sentimental. Uh, so it's just been a fun week just thinking about God's goodness and his faithfulness uh, leading into today. If there's anything true of current story, it's that God has been moving. And it has is, it is absolutely blown us away. I mean, we were pretty expected and excited to see what God was getting ready to do. He has absolutely just blown us away. And it is just exceedingly clear to anyone observing, starting with, with those of us who, who've been, who are there in the living room, uh, that while we've had plans and strategies that we've kind of put into place, uh, while God uses plans and strategies that we may come up with, it has been God through and through uh, what he's been doing in and through this church. And so today what we're doing and what we're going to continue to do is celebrate his goodness. Uh, remember and, and reflect on all the different ways that he's just been blessing this church, using this church uh, for the sake of his glory, singing his praises, making his works known. And so uh, my goal today is just to share some stories and then get back to some singing and, and some ice cream treats. So, so let's pray and then, and then we'll do that. Father, not to us, but to your name be the glory. As we've been already singing and, and celebrating, uh, it is you who's been so kind, so good, so faithful to us. And not in any way because we are deserving. In fact, much of what you've been doing in and through this church has been in spite of us. And so we say thank you. And we remind ourselves today that it is, it is you. And, and, we, and we use this day to look ahead once again and more fully to you. Uh, would you. Would you use this church for your means in this, in this place? We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, if there's any point to Psalm 105, the first few, five verses that, that were read, if there's, if there's any point to it, it's this. It's, it's good and right to take time to reflect on and remember God's goodness, his, his faithfulness. Um, I came across what actually one of my former pastors, the, the late author Tim Keller, uh, wrote about this psalm. And here's how he put this. He said, believers rightly hear Psalm 105 as a summons to tell others about what God has done in our lives. But too often we stay silent. 
We might think that keeping quiet about such things is modesty, but its effect is actually the opposite. It allows others to believe that we have overcome problems and lived our lives on our own strength. And so today, we just want to again remind ourselves and put another stake in the ground saying this has been God's goodness, His faithfulness, and we are called to remember. We are called to give praise to the Lord, it says, to proclaim His name, to make known among the nations what He has done, to sing to Him, sing praise to Him, to tell of His wonderful acts, to let our hearts uh, rejoice in the Lord and remember the wonders He has done his miracles. Uh, this was almost certainly written by the ancient King David, and it was written not only to individual or families of people who follow, follow the Lord, but to God's people collectively. He was saying to the people of God back then, hey, we together as a nation, as a people, need to celebrate God. We need to tell of his wonderful acts. And if there's a representation of that today, it's, it's his church. Uh, most seen in the local expression of, 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 a, of, a, of a church that gathers much in this way. So today, as God's church, calling ourselves current Silicon Valley Church, we want to celebrate today. And I was trying to figure out a way to do this, in a way to just kind of hang our, our thoughts on these stories. And someone on staff had a really creative idea. He said, why don't you use some of the values that we've been talking about through this series, hang the stories on, on those. And I was like, wow, that reviews it and gives us an outline. So we're going to go with that. Um, so what we've been doing in this series, this DNA series, looking at what makes current current, who we are, our values, um, we've, been, we've been talking about these different values of ours as a community. So I'm going to review those, but also use them to celebrate and thank God for his, his kindnesses to us. So number one, we said we aim to be a community that's accessible. We aim to be a community that's accessible. If you were here early on in, the, in this series, you know this. We, we aim to be a community that's accessible. In other words, we aim to be a community much like we say every week, where we're following Jesus together and we invite you in wherever you are spiritually. Meaning you don't have to identify as Christian or as a Christian, you know, leave your doubts at the door or whatever it is. We want wherever you are at spiritually, we, want, we make a place for you. We make a place for all of us because we're all, as Cindy said earlier about the series we're getting ready to enter, we're all wondering together. And so we want to be a community that's accessible. And man, if there's a place to start as we look back over this last year and think about God's goodness over the last 12 months, just kind of use that as a marker, uh, the Computer History Museum has been God's gift to us. I mean, it's pretty incredible, for those of you who are, who are here. Remember, we moved in just 12 months ago into this space, and what a gift it's been. Oh, my goodness. Uh, before that, we were meeting in the Hyatt over on San Antonio Road, El Camino, uh, in, in a conference room there. And that was actually a wonderful God-given gift at the time because that was uh, helping us come out of the pandemic and shelter in place. You remember those days? Oh, my goodness. And it was wonderful because they had that big, massive, glass, retractable wall that just allowed us to completely ventilate the room. It's not like we planned that, but that was awesome. And then it had that outdoor terrace that people could sit on. It was We didn't sit down and go, like, we need an outdoor terrace. We need a glass, retractable wall. Like, Lord, just... Plop that into our lap. It's like, okay. But then business started to pick back up after the pandemic, and the Hyatt started to think, yeah, we don't need this church anymore. We can do just fine with weddings and all that sort of thing. Uh, we don't begrudge them that. Um, incidentally, they came back to us later and said, we, you can come back. <laughs> but by that point, the Lord had already figured out this spot for us, and it, it's just been God through and through. Um, 
I love the fact that we are a church that calls itself current Silicon Valley Church, and we meet in the Computer History Museum. I mean, you could throw a rock from here and hit Google, which I know many of you work at, and <laughs> it's incredible. I mean, it's just been such a gift. I, I still remember very vividly talking to a, a few other church planters at the time when we were looking for this space, and it was a little depressing in the sense of one guy in particular was looking for a space. They ended up launching the, the following year or something like that. So they're just going around all these schools, movie theaters, community centers, asking if they can use that space for starting their church. And this guy said he had talked at that point to over 90 facilities and heard no from each of them. I'm like, 90? He's like, 90. I'm like, okay, all right. I talked to another guy around the same time, also starting a church, looking for a facility, who heard me tell that story of the first guy, and he said, we haven't looked at 90, but we've heard dozens and dozens of no's. And I'm over here like, man, we're looking for a spot. <laughs> I'll pray for you if you pray for us, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> that wasn't a joke, by the way, <laughs> for the record. <laughs> And the Lord gave us a spot. Uh, we had a lot of no's. And it's not like we sat down as a team with a whiteboard and we're like, we should find a place that calls itself like Computer History Museum, something like that. You know, it's close to Google. A lot of no's, but the Lord decided to put us here. And it's been amazing being here. I mean, this space is incredible. But to talk about how it's accessible, it's just such a gift. I mean, obviously, inviting people to a computer history museum, that's an accessible invite. If the Lord gave us a new building, permanent space, and say a, a, a church building uh, tomorrow, we wouldn't on principle say no, okay? We'd make it work, okay? But there's something about having a space that doesn't feel very traditional. It's accessible. What a, what a gift. Um, this space has been really accessible in terms of being able to grow in it. I mean, we'll talk a little bit more about this later, but we're, we're filling out this bigger space than we needed originally. That's happening in the kids times two, by the way. I love the kids space. We have that hall, which I like to call the atrium. I love that we, for the first time in the history of the church, have a space for the kids that's just as good for them as it is for the adults. The atrium, we have two big rooms over there. It's wonderful. It's so, so accessible. We're, we're so thankful for this space. I love that you can come in here and the lights are a little, you know, we can control the lighting, which means if you come in here, you've never had church background, and you're like, ah, these weirdo Christians, I don't know what to expect. And you could come in and theoretically just sit down and, you know, not have all eyes on you. I love that. Now, if we were building a church to reach David, I'd be happy with natural light. And, you know what I mean? But I love that we can do that because we want to be a space where if this is your first time at church, which by the way is many of you, has been many of you, where you can just come and be anonymous. We hope you don't remain anonymous for the record. But we, we want to be accessible. And the Lord's just like, here you go. I've always felt like following the Lord, uh, finding a facility in the Silicon Valley is a faith exercise for a church that's portable. And I would be lying to you if I didn't say I wasn't stressed out of my mind in my lack of faith as the Lord provided this for us. He's just been so kind, so good to us in so many ways. We aim to be a community that's accessible. We aim to be a community that's outward focused. In other words, we aim to be a community that's constantly, actively thinking about those not yet here. 
We want to be a church that takes care of its own. We're called to do that. Scripture's filled with many commandments, exhortations for the church to take care of one another. Absolutely, we are committed to that. But never at the expense of also caring for those not yet here. We want to be outward focused, constantly thinking about those not yet here, making space for them. Look, if you've been here for a length of time, you know that we try not to be a numbers church, okay? We try not to highlight numbers, and every time we do, we try to caveat and say it's not about numbers, okay? Still, numbers can be helpful in terms of perspective of what God is doing, okay? It blew me away this week, because I, I, I was just kind of looking back and just kind of uh, taking stock. There have been 32 people over the last 12 months who've made first-time faith decisions. I, I feel like a broken record. I don't have this in my notes because I know I've said this a hundred times, but we would have started this church for any one person, any year, putting their faith in the Lord because it's eternity. Over the last 12 months, 32 people that we know of have made decisions to follow Jesus. Ten or so of those were kids at the current youth camp this last summer, which was really exciting. Uh, a number of these 32 are, from, are people who don't have any religious background in their lives. Uh, we celebrated eight baptisms last year. Uh, that, that was a blast. We had to figure out how to use the, the little baptismal over there. At the Hyatt, we had the jacuzzi. People were lining up for that. <laughs> I'm so glad we're here, though. <laughs> I'll take that. The team, I mean, it's just been incredible. That, that wonderful team we have working with Alpha, the wonderful groups that we've had with Alpha, and then what we also call Alpha Continued, because when people don't want to leave that group or they've made a faith decision or trying to figure out, well, what's the next step? That's often, Alpha has often morphed into Alpha, what we call Alpha Continued. Another way of saying an exploratory Bible, Bible study. It's, it's just been wonderful. And one of my favorite stories out of that over the last year was the story of Brian Rennie. You guys remember him? He was baptized back in March. And uh, Brian's story is awesome. He he moved out here from New Jersey. I forget which company. I think he was at Stanford for a little bit. But he came out from New Jersey. And the way he told his story before, before he uh, has since moved, moved on is he thought it would, he, he, he never thought he would find God and Christianity when he moved out to the Bay Area. <laughs> he thought that was the last thing that would have happened. And yet, uh, one way or another, he was invited to current. He came, he attended Alpha, put his faith in Jesus, was baptized, lots of tears that day. And then what was really cool is this last summer, he reached out to us and said, hey, I'm going on a missions trip. And we got to humbly support him on a missions trip. So I'm here thinking, man, this guy not only thought he was going to come to faith in Christ in the Bay Area, we sent him out from the Bay Area as a missionary. It's pretty awesome. Uh, the Lord is just so kind remember the wonders he has done his miracles make known all that he is as he has done we aim to be a community that's accessible we aim to be a community that's outward focused we aim to be a community that's authentic in other words a community that lives out with a posture of we don't have it all together we are not perfect and that's actually the point we need Christ we all need Christ and that starts with us and in a Silicon Valley where I think we can all see, we have a culture of especially putting out our chest of look at, look at, we want to look at me, look at what I've done. We want to especially as Christ followers be like, look, don't look at me, look at him. And if anything, it's through our weakness, his strength is made per perfect. 
but as a part of this value to be authentic, we want to be a community that's, that's warmly and genuinely welcoming. One of the real fun things to hear when Cindy and I got back from sabbatical after the summer was I got to check in with all the guest speakers, see how things went, see how it went for them. And each of them, each of them came back emphasizing how awesome it was to be part of such a warm and welcoming community. And that's something we can't take for granted. And that's something we absolutely have to steward. Because let me give you some little perspective. I'm not going to name names. But when Cindy and I had the opportunity over sabbatical to visit other churches, wonderful churches, wonderful time visiting these churches, we weren't greeted a single time. There's one exception to that, that one of the guys there knew I was a pastor. And so he kind of came over to say hi to me as a pastor. But other than that, we weren't, we weren't greeted a single time. May that not be true of us. Now, is that going to happen here at Current? Absolutely, it's going to happen, okay? But may that tend to be more the exception than the rule. We want to try really hard. Look, if you're here and you're trying to, like, you know, be anonymous and remain in the background, we don't want to, like, try to pierce that bubble, okay? We don't want to be weird about it. Again, our values to be authentic, okay? But we want to make it real hard for you <laughs> to remain anonymous because we want to, we want to welcome you as a fellow journey person, uh, on, this, on this faith journey that, that we're all in. We want to be, oh, one other story. Uh, one of the uh, guest speakers, Nick, Nick Parsons, who's here five weeks of, of, of the time, uh, he especially called out how, uh, how, how much positive energy there, there was on the serving teams. And I thought that was really cool. His words were, man, there's such a genuine positivity. Everybody wanted to be there. He's like, I could tell. You guys are portable. There's a lot of work to do. But everybody was excited. It was like everybody was there happy to do the work. And he pointed out, he said there was this one day that the staff team put together uh, called Case Day, where everybody over at our office space, uh, we brought the trailers, we emptied these, these cases that kind of bring in our stuff and take out our stuff. And Case Day was meant for restructuring, rejiggering all these cases. And, and he said, David, I'm not going to lie, I heard Case Day and I was like, shoot me, I would, it sounds so tedious. <laughs> He said, but everybody was like, case day, yo, like, let's <laughs> And actually, when he was telling Cindy and I this, we already knew, because staff team was like, we did case day while you were gone. It was awesome. He's like, they're all throwing parties. In all seriousness, though, it's like, man, what a gift the Lord has blessed us with. Warm community that's excited about what he's doing, excited about being in community, excited about being in mission together. We don't want to take this for granted. We want to thank him for it, and we want to ask his continued ongoing help to steward it for the sake of for his kingdom. We aim to be a community that's accessible. We aim to be a community that's outward focused. We aim to be a community that's authentic. And then we aim to be a community that's generous. There's many ways we could highlight this one. Perhaps the, the most straightforward way to highlight this is talk a little bit about impact. Our end of year uh, giving campaign initiative that we use to 100% of it is used to augment what we are doing outside these walls. Um, it's a little hard to kind of calculate because we're talking about the last 12 months, and that's a year-to-year -year calendar thing. Um, but for over the last 12 months, we've had the opportunity to steward over now $150,000 to different disaster relief uh, efforts, including the Maui fires, uh, ongoing support to Kurdish refugees in Greece, supporting local foster kids and families who foster the city, 
I love how Rose nailed those. Supporting local homeless through uh, We Hope in East Palo Alto. Uh, but the one I especially want to highlight, because it's just so fun, is this year we got to award our first ever current church planting grant. Thought long and hard about that name. No. We got to, we got to award the, our first ever church planting grant, which again, I'm kind of sentimental. I was like, we would not be here today if not for God using churches, partner churches from the Bay Area and around the U.S. supporting us financially until we got to self-sustain. We would not be here today if not for these churches around the U.S. believing in the mission of what God was getting ready to do through a church here in Silicon Valley. We would not be here today. And yet this year we got to take the position of now paying that forward and stewarding funds to new church plants that are looking to get up and running. So awesome. Had a little team over around a, a fire and just talked about it, read the applications of these church planters who sent it in. And the team did an awesome job distributing $70,000 to seven different church plants, amounts ranging from $5,000 to $20,000. Uh, God is so good. He's allowing us to be a humble part of these incredible things that he's doing. And we're called to make known what he's done and remember his wonders and all that he has done. Uh, there's so much more we could celebrate. Uh, I need to share about current youth, which is really awesome. We just brought on uh, Eric Kabalu, who's going to head up that youth team as part-time staff. It's the first time we've had part-time staff helping with the youth. The team that's already serving with the youth is doing a phenomenal job, so we're really excited to see Eric and, and Co. just take that into new gear. Uh, there's already been critical mass back there with the teens. Uh, it's, it's incredible. I didn't think that was going to happen anytime soon, but the Lord saw fit to, to do that and is, is doing a wonderful work through there. The current, kids uh, current youth team got to help out as as essentially uh, counselors, crew and training, we call them, at current kids camp. That was awesome. It is good and right to remember God's goodness and faithfulness for what he has done. It is also good and right to look to him as we move ahead. And that we see here in verse 4. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. So we've been celebrating, thinking about things that he has done. Just tip of the iceberg, of course. But we also, in this next season, this next year, look to him in his strength, seeking his face always. Uh, I saved the last value of ours uh, for our birthday, and that is we aim to be a community that's expectant. Okay? This is an aspirational goal. You can't really measure it, right? But we aim to be a community that's expectant, meaning we follow a big God, and so we want to follow him expectantly. We follow a big God who's more than able to do greater things than we ever could hope for or imagine. We want to follow him prayerfully and faithfully, expectantly, aiming to be a part of what he's about. And one of our staff put it this way. Uh, he said, if this year, if this past year is any indication of what God is getting ready to do, we better gear up for it. To which I say, Amen. It's really exciting what we see on the horizon. I want to highlight three things that we're really expecting about in the near and into the longer future, but, but you'll, you'll see. Three things that we're excited and expecting about. The first one, I wasn't planning, full disclosure, to share today. <laughs> but God's planning and his tying is, is a little bit different than ours, which is awesome. Uh, today we are excited to announce to you that we're gearing up in the new year to launch two gatherings. So that's really exciting. We're excited about that. Uh, if you look around the room, there's a need there. 
the opportunity. We had to change the chair configuration a little bit today. Awesome job, team, by the way. Um, if you feel that in here, if we feel that in here at all, that's times a multiplier in the kids' room, okay? Um, it's wonderful what Christina and team have been doing. Our, Christina, our, our kids' director, they've actually launched a new class today, which is really exciting. They're doing phenomenal things. Last week, we had 92 kids and 11 youth. It's a big room in there. But we now have what I like to call a good problem. <laughs> uh, hey, I'll take this any day, but it's a good problem, okay? Um, and we're really excited about it. Okay, so we're getting ready, gearing up to launch two gatherings in the new year. We're making movements towards that. We're excited about that. But here's the second thing I really want to push. Today, we'd like to ask 18 of you if you would volunteer to help us get there in the kids' ministry told you our value is expectant, right? <laughs> we are prayerfully expecting that 18 of you would prayerfully consider helping us get there, signing up to, to volunteer on the kids team for the next six months. Now, Christina has been very thoughtful. She's put this together. Uh, 18 of you doesn't mean, you know, every Sunday for six months. She's very thoughtfully kind of built in a rotation to figure that out. And six months is very deliberate. That's help us, that helps us get to and through the transition to two gatherings. But we are prayerfully expectant that 18 of you who aren't on a team right now would, would join up for this. And, you know, it's, uh, Jesus once said, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send laborers into the field. We are hoping and praying that he puts it on your heart today to help us get there. And the thing I love about this ask is it's not just a need, it's an incredible opportunity. When you think about the whole idea of going to two gatherings, just to say it, is to make more room for helping more people, including the kids, find and follow Jesus. And the awesome thing is we're trying to keep in step with what God is doing. And so we just want to encourage you if you're at all feeling any tug, <laughs> would you, the, uh, Christina and team will be out there uh, at a table. We're hoping prayerfully for 18 people to sign up. That would help be such a shot in the arm for the kids team. And it would be, there's so much opportunity to invest in the next generation. Again, it's 18 new people not serving on a team for, for six months on, on a rotation. Okay, two gatherings, pushing the kids. And then last but not least, and this shouldn't surprise anybody who's been here, uh, we're gearing up for Explore God. We're excited and expected for Explore God. I grew up in the Bay Area. My parents started a church in Berkeley. And it's been many decades that I remember a Bay Area-wide movement like this among gospel-believing churches to roll up their sleeves together and do an initiative like this. It's really exciting. And it's, it, I'm excited about it because it's a unifying movement. And if you know the Bible, you know that the scriptures have a lot to say about being unified with God's believers. And that doesn't just include in a local church, it's cross churches, right? It's in the capital C church. And so I'm really excited about that. But I'm also excited about the welcoming opportunity that frankly plays into all the values we've been talking about as a church. I mean, you think about Explore God, it basically is an initiative that plays exactly into what we're trying to be about. It's not like some initiative we're like, well, it's not really what we're about, but we'll kind of try to reshape for unifying effort, which we would try to do. It's like, a, it's like the Lord just went, here you go. 
We couldn't have planned this to this degree. To which we say, thank you, Lord. How do we steward that? We're really excited about Explore God. Explore God, as Cindy mentioned earlier, is just exploring some of these big questions that people have about the Christian faith. Uh, is there purpose in life? Uh, is there even a God? Uh, how could a good God allow pain and suffering? Isn't Christianity too narrow? And, and so on. And if you're here today, you got a postcard in the mail and you happen to come for our birthday, we're excited you're here to celebrate, but come back next week as we kick that off. We're going to be doing that in here. It's going to be part of the messages, kind of the, the series that we're doing. And we're going to be doing it with the kids and the youth. They're each kind of tweaking the curriculum in order to do that together. So parents, it's going to be awesome to kind of journey alongside the kids with. And then we're also going to do that midweek in groups. As Cindy mentioned earlier, we're going to do our normal current groups, which is primarily for those who've, you know, been following Jesus, call current their home, okay? But we're also going to do these, these explore groups uh, specifically for those of you who don't have church background. Maybe you don't identify as Christian, or maybe you very recently put your faith in Jesus. We, we're specifically creating groups, especially with you in mind, or your neighbors or coworkers, for those of you who are followers of Jesus. We're, we're specifically creating these groups in order to guard the culture that the questions being asked are of that variety. Does that make sense? People who, who don't necessarily have the biblical knowledge or whatever it might be, the case might be. And so we'd love to invite you out. We'd love to continue to encourage you, those of you call current home, to welcome others into it. But we're really excited about it. Here are the three things we're gearing up for, that we're excited and expectant towards. Two gatherings in the new year with two T's. Two gatherings. Sorry, that's on me, not the slide team. And then there's... <laughs> I never look back. It's like, am I all these typos? Anyways, uh, it is on me. It's not on those guys. Uh, 18 new uh, current kids volunteers. We'd love to have you. Please, if you're feeling any tug, we'd love to have you uh, get information on that. And then explore God. God is... <laughs> I don't know what I just stepped into. Did I step into something? We're really excited about it. Um, we give, we give him praise. We glory in his holy name. Did the tea go away? Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> I figured it out. I figured it out. You guys are awesome. <laughs> we give him praise. We glory in his holy name. We tell of his wonderful acts. We remember the wonders he has done, the miracles. Uh, we have said from the beginning, we say this again because of who he is, and how he works, we, we believe humbly and expectantly the best is still yet to come. Amen. We hope that hope and pray the Lord is going to continue, not because of us, not because of what we bring to the table. In fact, if anything, in spite of us. And if you're here checking out Current, you're new to the area or whatever, we hope you find a gospel-believing church. And if Current is that home, let's roll up our sleeves together. There's a lot of opportunity God is advancing his kingdom. It's amazing to be a part of it, let alone an exciting, fun community, family that we have here. Love you guys. Let's continue to celebrate as we, as we pray now, and then we'll get to uh, some ice cream sandwiches. Father, we are so thankful for your goodness, your kindness. And again, the aim today is to lift you up. I hope none of us starting with myself, internally or even processing, whatever, in any way convince ourselves that, man, this is because of what we've done. No, Lord. We are completely dependent and reliant on you.
and we are blown away at your kindnesses, your gifts, all that you've been doing and all, all that we see on the horizon. So Lord, we continue to pray as ever, would your kingdom come, your will be done. And our prayer is not just for current, our prayer is for all the churches in the Bay Area that proclaim your name, believe your gospel. I forgot to mention this in the message, but when it says there that we, we ought to also seek your face, Lord, that's, that's really the main thing. This is all about relationship with you. Knowing you and being known by you. And you, of course, made that possible through sending your son in this world where we could literally see his face as he took on flesh. And, of course, ultimately went to the cross to die for our sins. Forgiveness, for grace to cover us when we receive you by faith. Eternal life with you. So, Lord, we thank you. We praise you. Thank you for this wonderful community that you've been forming. Would you go before us in this new season? Would you put it upon 18 people here to possibly join the kids team in that effort? Would you go before us with two gatherings? And would you go before us with Explore God? Would you do things even greater than we could hope for or imagine? All for your glory. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.